gentlemen, you are with Adrianosaurus, and I'm the coach of Living to Vida Loca. Uh, I'm coming to you fresh off the action in round 15, and my word, what a round. I mean, we it's simply going to be a matter of, you know, who had and possibly captained Turbo with his big monster 200 score and who didn't. Um, we'll get into um, the scores and what we think that that means for rank. Um, we'll talk about um, round 17 and how the players that we, one, are bringing in and two, who we've got our eye on, uh, how they're tracking and how they're looking for scores this week. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about options, you know, um, for, for, for now and into the big uh, upcoming super trade round. Um, we obviously have uh, no NRL this week with it being the rep round and, and the Origin being played up on the Sunday. So you'll have a lot of time to sort of sit and think about these trades. Um, you get the five. You, you know, I don't think I'll use all my five, but I think that, you know, if, if it means getting your team right and you got the trades, um, you know, you use them. But... Um, did you have Tommy as a captain or didn't you have Tommy as a captain? That's the that's the question of this week. And wow, there's some monster scores. I mean, we're every chance this week of someone cracking the 2,000. I saw a score there on the head-to-heads that had um, 1,800 pre that last game and they had turbos. So they've got to, there's got to be a score over 2,000, I think. So you know, it'll be interesting to see what par is f- for the week. You know, um, you know I- I'm... On, on a score at the moment of 16.85, an absolutely bloody awesome score. I'm sure I'm going to see green arrows. Um, and, you know, it's just the story of the haves and have-nots. I mean, par for people who had turbo, it's anywhere from 1,600, you know, and, and upwards. Uh, and for everyone else, I think the par of the for the week could be, you know, sort of a 1,400. But there's going to be a lot of people that captain turbo that are going to have eclipse that 1400 so it's kind of really hard to speculate in a way um what the par is for the week i think it's going to be about if you got under 1450 i think you're going to maybe see some red arrows um last week um uh, once all the updates had had completed i uh had a good round i went up uh, uh, you know near near on a thousand spots to 2200 odd um, which I was really happy about, um, you know, in that round, you know, with the difficulties post origin and the resting of players. Um, and you know, this week, if I can have the, the bank, this big giant 1680 score, um, you know, maybe I could be banging on the door of the top 1000 and that, that'll be bloody awesome. I think, um, it's been I've been coming at a rate of knots, and I think I've set up my season pretty well to hit well in the buys, and 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 now it's a matter of trying to bring it home. And if I can go into the round seventeen by you know near and abouts in the top thousand, I mean I'm going to be on for a really good um, a good year. So let's get into the talking points of the round. I mean my talking points. I'm going to you know they're not exclusively. Um, you know, super coach things, but they they probably have relevance because they affect the super coach scores. Um, 
and obviously, yeah, number one and the lead off is is the the monster score to Tommy Turbo. Did you have? I, I was up against um, somebody in the Turbo's Hammers. We'll get to that, and and they didn't own Tommy, nor did they. You know, obviously, couldn't captain him, so I, I gave them a bit of a hammering. So, um, the talking points for the week. You know, when I was watching the Broncos game, there's absolutely like flooring news about everything that's going on at the Broncos, and it looks like Lodge and TPJ are being pushed out the door like right away. Now, it's early days now. We don't exactly know, but the rumor was that um, Lodge would be going to the Warriors. And um, when we get to the good scores, we'll be able to see that Lodge was actually in those good scores. And imagine if you got him for round 17 and you had him in the, um, you know, the round 13 by, that'd be pretty bloody awesome. Uh, TPJ, whether he would go to a round 17 team or not is yet to be known. The rumors are that it could be the Roosters or West Tigers, whether we Roosters are obviously a round 17 team, but the Tigers are not. I can't imagine the, the Roosters putting up with bloody TPJ at all, you know, and I'd, I'd be interested to see anyway. But there is... Uh, there is another side to that because he has been put in for a crusher. So we're looking at three to four weeks for for him. Um, th- three if he cops the early plea, four if he fights it. Now that's a real kick in the fucking mouth for me because that's a trade. If he's four weeks, are you going to hold TPJ for four weeks in, in this important part of the year? I don't think so. I, I couldn't imagine myself holding him. He's not really setting the world absolutely alight. He's doing well. But if he's gone for four weeks, fucking hell, mate. I've got to get rid of him. But, oh, and, and, and look, I, I think that because of his priors or whatever, I, I cannot believe that Murray, <laughs> his was a textbook crusher, zero weeks. And how is he uh, three weeks? I mean, I know you, you can't go to the judiciary and go, oh, look, here's someone that got off completely and theirs is worse than mine. Why am I on? But I would think that he would go and challenge that. And I mean, he's being shown the door by the Broncos. So is it the Broncos lawyers that help him or is it the club that he go- he's going to that helps him? Does he have to hire his own lawyer? I don't know. But I would be going to fight it because there's absolutely nothing in that from what I saw. And... I don't. I think he can get. It. He's a chance of getting that reduced and be a real eye to the floor, uh, ear, ear to the floor type um, scenario. Because if he cops the three to four weeks, you know, in these super trade rounds, getting him to someone like an IPAP or, you know, a Luke Thompson could be the go. Because you can't have that money and and, and front row is an absolute wasteland this year. And you know, maybe with what you do with your trades, you might be able to hold him on the bench because a trade is worth its weight in gold right now. I know a trade doesn't weigh anything, but it's the importance of a trade now is, is enormous. And, you know, if it's three weeks, maybe if you've got a backup and you, that you can play, because we're coming up on round 17 anyway, and most of us will, you know, not generally go be able to go in with two front rowers or, or oh, you know, we'll have limited team numbers anyway. So... It'll just be an interesting one. Um, I know Satikio got um, charged, but he's only a fine. So for those of you who are thinking of him for round 17, you're all good. Um, and you might have already have him in your team. So uh, I got a little whisper that Pappenhausen is back for round 18. So you're going to get round 16 with um, with Hines. But Hines going to lose a bit of money this week. He finished under a ton. 
Um, and I don't know. I mean, do you go now a week early on Heinz? I mean, in the center wing, 80 is absolutely bloody beautiful. So maybe it's just now you've got to prioritize is it cash you want or points? And, you know, as you can see from the Tommy captain, is this points is king? You know, you can make up hundreds and hundreds of points on people. And, you know, I got a couple of, no. Oh, Issue, not issues in my center wing some things have come up nicely for me i'm strengthening my center wing but I'll, I'll take 80 in the center wing any day of the week so anyway uh origin talk um ben hunt is in we've we've just got news during that last game that harry grant looks like he's out of origin i think hunt would have come in in the in the 14 anyway he had he's absolutely played himself into a jersey he was probably um, a little weird in a way that he didn't get picked in the first instance in the first uh, state of origin. He's like perfect for the round 13, uh, sorry, for the, um, the the number 14 role in the team, uh, and he didn't get it. So I think he's going to come in now and be starting nine. I think he would have got in as the 14. Um, but with Harry Grant out, I mean, that really sort of, who, who who's going to be the 14? You know, um, I think there's every chance that they might be trying to go for someone a bit with a bit more speed in the center wing, uh, and maybe Capewell goes to fourteen, and they bring in you know they tw- tweak their outside backs. I don't know, but it's going to be a real interesting watch, you know. Um, oh yeah, uh, sorry, I'll go back because I, I had that on a side note. Niakoro looked like he nearly took someone's head off, so I think he's going to get some weeks. So there's we talk about Maddo further down in the podcast, but you know. Near Coro looks like he might get a couple of weeks. But, um, all right, now another thing I watched on the... I mean, to me, I think um, on Origin Watch that this is the worst year of Whiten's career, whether it be in the halves or at fullback. He he doesn't even look like first-grade standard, let alone Origin standard. So I don't know if they go with him. Maybe they don't have a better option or they just stick strong with him on the 14 now that, well, we got Gerbo injured and... and you know, Angus is back. Maybe Radley, you know, is Radley back for the next Origin game? I don't know, but I don't know if Wyden, if, if, if I was picking on form, how how do you, uh, he, he, like where Ben Hunt has played his way into a jersey, I mean, Wyden's playing his way out of a jersey. I mean, I'm a Canberra Raiders fan and it's just diabolical watching the Raiders play and him um, as well. I mean, I don't know if he should be in there. Um, Grant, yeah, that's it. I mean, good luck to you, Queensland in Origin. I mean, Ben Hunt on that in that arena has been pretty bloody good, if I'm being honest. And I, I'm not a big Ben Hunt fan, but um, you know, there's some there's, there's some issues. Ponga ruled out, Grant out. You, you're losing champions, and there's a lot of out of form players as well. Um, another uh, talking point for the week was Cleary. To me, I think he's outstanding, and you can captain him every week. Now that was obviously written by me before I saw the enormous turbo score, but you can tur- you can captain turbo every week as well. I know that I've said on the podcast before that I don't love him as much away from home, but I should probably edit that and say, I don't love him as much away from home in a strong matchup, a matchup that I didn't feel like Manly has, you know, the ascendancy in or potential ascendancy in. And, um, but Cleary, it's hard to see him not, he's averaging a hundred, you know, and Turbo today, he is in absolutely everything. So I think this week, this year, you could pretty much be safe bet every week. If you, if you had a C on either of those two and you build your VCs on top of that VC, a Cody Walker or someone who has a potential to 150 it or, or whatever. Um, a lot of people saw the, the great score 
uh, off Cody at the start of the round, 110, and they were like, should I loop it? Now, you know, that's it. You, 110 is not loopable. I mean, now, it's um, in the past, you could loop anything 120 and above, you know, maybe 120, 130, but now it's like 140, 140, you loop, maybe, you know, but there's the the ability to score huge points this year is amazing and to me the standout people who you can just go to the bank on a turbo um and cleary and obviously at the start of the year you could do that with paps and i think in the run home once he comes back you know he'll fall into that category as well the ones that you just you know you can go to the bank on um Another thing I wrote was the referees, mate. It was an absolute bloody terrible go at the referees this um, week. I just don't think a lot of them are up to it. I don't understand how Ashley Klein gets the game of the round. The game of the round to me was Panthers versus Chooks. You need your premier uh, ref uh, refing that game. I don't know the nuts and bolts of why, but he, he struggled in that game. And I noticed the Warriors and Knights game, that guy, I don't even know who he is, the ref, but he, he had a absolute shocker. And today, Grant Atkins in the in the Manly versus uh, Titans, an absolute fucking bludger, mate. He's a terrible. He's like a power trip. Like he get out of my face and come here to me. And he's just rude to the players. Wonders why they're rude back to him. But also, he like Tur- Turbo doesn't even get separation. I think that was a try. That one where he had the hand under him. Then he says that Philip Sammy is he's it's a professional foul he's offside so is it a penalty try because he was the one with his hand under the ball when turbo was putting it down so it should be a penalty try but he's just confused the way that he's going up to the bunker and mate he, they need the, the nrl needs to do something about their referees and how they 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 can handle the game they, they, it's all kpis and cat in the second half whoever's got the worst rub of the old six against it'll go the other way in the, the second half and you can see that it's just so managed and you know they they get getting head high shots wrong and they get even the bunker and and then there's just no synergy at all and I, it was real this week was just poor in my view um another interesting thing i wanted to talk about is that hookers ain't what it used to be and the, my point about hookers and and what it ain't you, what it what it, it ain't what it used to be is is because we're not seeing big monsters out of um, dummy half, you know? Like, go back a couple of years and cookie, mate. Nine, 90s and 100s all the time. But this year, you seldom see a huge score out of dummy half. And the ones that you're seeing from, you know, are like the Cheese, who's a try-scoring, you know, dummy half slash back rower, you know? And uh, I don't know. It's, like, really made me sort of think about what I want for the run home score-wise. Like, this round alone... You've got Turpin got a 47, Cook got a 47, Robson got a 46, Braley got a 68, not too bad. That's the younger Sharks Braley. Um, you know, Appy and Kenny got a combined of 32, Kieran got a 52. Braley from the Knights had a strong start to the year, but he got 32. He's my dummy half. Uh, Tavanga, he started at a dummy half, got a 54, and I think that's pretty good, and he's a bit of a weapon, Tavanga, but... Um, is he going to stay at dummy half? I don't know. But uh, you have uh, Maka from uh, the Dragons at 72. He's a bit of a tackle bot, but 72 is acceptable. Hodgson got a 71. I'm surprised that he wouldn't get 100 of the man. He hogs the ball and stifles our attack. Uh, Harry Grant got a 52, but that's in a timeshare with um, with the Cheese. And the Cheese got 79 and was barefoot at half time. So... The cheese, if you have the cheese, you're a, you're a dead set bloody legend. And well done to you because 
his scoring, I'd just be keeping him in dummy half, you know, because at the moment, with the way that the Storm are playing, it seems like he's the primary hooker in there. And obviously, Harry Grant's got this hamstring injury now. He's a bit injury-prone, actually, old Harry. But, um, look, 52 from Grant when he's got limited time, that entices me. But the cheese, what a weapon. So in there, you got Hodgson, Macca, Young, Braley, and Cheese with, with 79. Little got a 42. Lusty got a 38. Jerry Marshall King a 58. You've got Croker with a 28 today and Clark with a with a 30. Where are the big scores in the dummy half region? I mean, maybe I, you hold someone like Braley or, or, or Watson if you've got them and you just don't play them, but you need one primary hooker and just trying to decide who that is. For me, it was always I'll just pick up Grant when I can and he'll be my run home hooker. Uh, with, you know, a Braley probably, but I won't necessarily play Braley. But, I mean, Grant's injured and, you know, running Watson and and, uh, and Braley there, I'm getting 30 in the hooker position. And it's something that I think people need to think about. Um, you know, do you, is, can you bring in the cheese now? I don't think so. I don't know. Um, yeah, but I think it requires a little bit of a look for you and your team, who you got there and what do you want to do? Because it's not the position that it used to be, in my view. Um, my last point is Maddo minutes are a huge concern and like, um, this week, for instance, um, we got a pretty good score out of Barney in the Knights and I know that Adam O'Brien's a bloody lunatic and the minutes and blah and blah, but late towards kickoff, Barney got put in the second row and he played good minutes there. So that's really, you know, Barnett without minutes is a worry. Barnett with minutes isn't a worry. Maddo with, with with minutes is no worry, but when he's not getting minutes, that's a huge worry. Now, in a week, for the next round or two, he's probably going to lose Paulo to Origin, and I think Nia Kore is going to go for his high shot. Maybe the minutes go up for him in the next couple of weeks. Maybe you hold Maddo as your fourth or fifth, you know, uh, second row forward. I don't know, but... He, you'll see in his scores this week and, and the last couple of weeks, and minutes have been down around the 45, 50 minute mark, 50 maybe. But it's, Maddo's not the Maddo that we used to be able to go to the bank on. You know, if Maddo gets 70 plus minutes or 60 to 70 minutes, he can produce nearly at a point per minute and he gets 60, 70. But when he gets 50, you're going to get 50. And in the second row, when you've got people like iPad that you can, that are getting bulk minutes, you know, I'd be trying to find a way to them, you know, anyway, but I just, the Maddo, Maddo is an issue and you almost can't pick, You can, I mean, I don't feel comfortable picking Maddo as a reserve now, you know, or starting him in, in, in the second row because oh, you go out and get 45 minutes, you know, anyway, the Turbos Hammies Cup, um, this week I was up against Mark Barnes, the coach of Barnstormers, and the host of the uh, NRL Supercoach All-Stars, him and Billy in there, and um, if I'm actually being honest, um, that's my favourite podcast, I actually love the guys, Um, I think that they're just the perfect combo of the way they look at the game of Supercoach, and you know, they're a wealth of knowledge, I think they, you know, they're both courageous in the way that they think about the game, and what approaches to take, and they really cover and do a lot of deep diving into stats and players and help to identify, you know, pods and things like that, and it's just, 
I never miss it. I love the podcast and I kind of, you know, I look up to Barnsey and, and um, I, I circled this one big time just as a, I, there's no, you no chance against Barnsey, but look, I got 16.85 and Barnsey got the 13.35. Ordinarily, that would have been a rip snorter of a score. I mean, as it stood yesterday, he captained Hines for his 166 and Jerome Hughes went off for, and got 115. I thought I was in huge trouble, um, you know. And then today, uh, I I came out and, it was, and, and the Turbo and Garrick, you know, made all the difference because uh, that got me, you know, an enormous score up to 16.85. So... That's going to be four in a row for me in the Turbos Hammies, and I'm going to be moving up that ladder. It's, it's my little comp that I created with Kando from uh, BJM Game Day, and uh, Ada is moving up the ladder. I'm so excited. But um, four in a row, I'm happy with that. Um, what, what should, I should actually say my trades. My trades for the week were, uh, in preparation for round 17, I brought in Sean Johnson for Burton. Now, you know, Burton actually outscored um, SJ, but I think... Uh, you know, it was still in a, a fair move because, you know, I'm happy to have SJ as my backup half. The run does look pretty good. And I think, you know, if I'm actually guessing from now to the end of the comp, I think that SJ will outscore Burton. So, you know, and, and SJ went out and got a 59. And that's, I think that's been updated. So I'll, I'll take that, you know, it's right on the tick of 60 and you can't really complain about that. Um, and the other trade that I made, I was always going to bring in Rami and that was who I'd written on my hit list. But I just looked at the stats and the more I talked about it, I had Kando on the show last week and I talked about Garrick and I just think he's going to play fullback in the round 17. I think he's a finish the year. You know, most people are talking about who's a finish the year center wing. Garrick's name was always thrown up there in, in, in there, you know, and his stats for the year have been outstanding and, and goal kicking as well. And too hard to ignore, you know, his average for the year is 73.3. You know, and where I said at the top of the show, I love having Hines in there. I'm not going to complain about 80 in the center wing. Well, Garrick, 73.3 in the center wing. He's got a five-round average, 89, a three-round average of 96. And he goes and gets big scores. He's got tons this year to the tune of three. He's got a low score of 22 at 33, but he... He's got himself that 73 average. Now, in today's game, he was on one point and minus one, and he had a horror time of it kicking goals. But when you are in a team with Tommy Turbo, he will pull you up off the deck, and you will look like a superstar. And Garrick just started scoring tries galore and finished on 150. So I got two players in who I got over 200 points from. They're both around 17, and I'm happy to run home with them. So I was really happy with those trades. 1685. I got the win over the Barnstormers in the Turbos Hammies Cup. I'm really happy about that because it's somebody I look up to and my favourite podcaster. Um, and you know, I um, I think I'm going to see some tidy old green arrows. I'd love to, you know, get up into the the old top 1,000. I mean, going back about mm, I don't know four or five weeks ago, it was about 6,000. I kind of, you know, I didn't get drop have a drop past 6,000. You know, was I just kept going down a thousand a week, and then I've just been clawing my way back, you know, a thousand or fifteen hundred a week, and hopefully into the top thousand. It should be awesome. Um, last uh, week I had told a story about the possum <laughs> and my terrible actions and you know, hooking it over the fence, and it actually went down really well with the punters. And um, 
everybody sort of said, tell another story next week. So here you go. I'm going to give you another story. Uh, Ada has a really bizarre habit, uh, which I don't have anymore, but I did about a decade ago, where if my girlfriend and I were out at a party or whatever, and we're on the terps and having a shindig and all, you know, good time, I would always, if I had a few too many, I would just leave. Like, I wouldn't even say goodbye to her. I'd just walk out of the party. Maybe I was feeling a bit green and ready to yak or something. I don't know. But I'd just leave and walk home from wherever I was. And, like, sometimes it was, like, a three-hour walk home. But it kind of, I don't know. I don't know why I did it. But I would always just leave and, you know, walk at home. She she would get a lift home with friends or catch a new, you know, t- cab or whatever. And um, we'd meet at home. You know, it was just a, 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 a thing that we never discussed that was... You know, that we knew that that's what happened. Ada used to just go walk about sometimes. And um, anyway, I did that one night and I was about three hours from home. And it was like 2 a.m. in the morning, you know, and I'm walking along for hours, you know, from wherever we were to, to my house. Anyway, I get about five maybe blocks from home and I'm like absolutely busting. Like I'm turtlenecking for shit and I, I just, I can't. Like, I, I know I'm not going to make it home the five blocks, and, and I'm, like, st- straight leg walking, you know, at that point. And, I, you know, I'm like, I'm going to have to fucking shit here. I'm, I'm, I'm going to poo myself. Anyway, I can see lights up ahead, and it's, a, it's like a little shopping complex of the night owl. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to the night owl. Anyway, I get to this car park of the night owl, and I don't know, in my drunken state, d- did Adrian go into the night owl and ask if they have a toilet or a toilet key? No. I didn't because I didn't think of that, did I? And or maybe you just go and sneak around the back and go into a dark alley and do you quickly crack off a little drop a turd out. No, I didn't because I do, I was obviously fucking a thousand beers in and I didn't think of that. So anyway, there's a big dumpster bin out the front of the um, night out. You know, like oh, they must have bin collection or whatever the next day. So anyway, I go and walk behind that. So there's you know the front sort of dark part you know not i'm not anywhere near the front door of the shop but there's the sh- the shop me and then the big dumpster bin so no one can see me out on the road and, and on the path so anyway i like sort of you know perch on my feet and crouch down and i'm like leaning up against the uh dumpster bin with my back and i'm like i've got to, i've got to get this shit out i was i was i need to drop these kids off the pool something fierce and anyway so i put my pants down I'm just squatting on, you know, on my, I'm standing up on my legs and I, I take a shit. I've already taken off my shoes and like ripped off my socks because that's my toilet paper. And I'm, I've got, I've absolutely had, I've, it really needed to come out. So I'm, I've, I've just shit, I've, I've ripped the shit out, something fierce. Anyway, as I go to pull my pants up, I realize that when I've pulled my pants down, I've just got them sitting right below my bum hole. I've shat all into my pants, underwear. Like all over them, and like I'm off not not salvageable amount of of poo all over them. So anyway, drunken Ado, I'm just like, what the hell am I supposed to do? So I just I just rip my pants and undies off, don't I? And I I dump them. I'm like, and my socks, all of it's just dumped. Shit all, I've got shit all over me, my socks and my and my pants and undies, discarded. So I had like five blocks to go home, and. I just walked them with no pants on. Now, in this story, there's many occasions where I probably should have thought a little, you know, sharper, and I didn't because I walked home wearing a shirt, but I walked home with no pants on. 
<laughs> and I walked five blocks home with a shirt and shoes and no pants or undies on. And I tell you what, I just thought, well, you know what? It's the dead of night. There's hardly anybody around. And there was the occasional car that went past me, but I just confidently walked home with no pants on. And there was nothing, nothing happened. And I didn't get arrested or no one pulled me over. But I just, I, I shat all over myself behind the dumpster bin and I walked home with no pants on. And anyway, I got home with no pants on. And when I got to our apartment, we had like a little two level apartment. What did I realize? I've left all my fucking keys and wallet and bloody phone and everything in my fucking pants, haven't I? So I'm down with no pants on and a shirt at the apartment and I can't get in. (laughs) So I've thought the only way I can do it is if the upstairs in a sliding door is unlocked. So I'm going to have to jump up and and get up there to, to get in. Mind you, I'm still pretty bloody hammered. So I jump up and I'm, I grab a hole. I managed to grab onto the bars, you know, of the top level. And I'm like hanging there, like trying to, it's like, I'm a big unit. So it's hard to like pull myself, you know, get the leverage and pull myself up. So anyway, there's pantsless shirt wearing me hanging, you know, by my arms uh, on the second story balcony of our apartment. And that was the time that Kimmy arrived home in her cab, didn't she? She rounds the corner and all she can see is my fucking bare ass hanging from the second floor of our uh, apartment. And, um, well, there it is. That was the last time Ado was ever allowed to just do the old walkabout and leave a party. Uh, And, you know, when I went back the next day, I didn't go and ask the shop if if they found any shit-covered pants or anything. But I kind of thought, well, if I go super early, maybe my stuff's still there. (laughs) gone (laughs) my jeans gone my wallet and everything and they would have known if anyone opened it too who the dirty fucking pig was it was me and uh, and anyway there's the pantsless walk home five blocks with no pants on but a shirt apparently and uh mate the girlfriend was not impressed she 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 basically told me that was rock bottom and it's time for you to stay with me for your own safety you're gonna (laughs) you're gonna stay with me now buddy you you can't be left alone all right we're gonna go now into the scores for the week um i'm gonna at the end of my i'm gonna do just the general scores some people that scored great scores um and i'm gonna finish with names that are gonna be people who are options for the round 17 and run home because that's all the talk that's who you should be thinking about as players that you need to bring in or you might be thinking of bringing in um and you know, they might turn you sour. I mean, I know that I've started to rethink my strategy with some of the players, but anyway, we'll just fire away. So, Gagai got a nice score, 115. Murray got a 91, fabulous score. Um, Lodge, he got an 80. And I, I think, if imagine if he went to the Warriors, you know, like if you've got him in your team, that's like a super bonus. But, um... Holmes got a 66, and I think that he's really shaping as as you want to get Holmes but for the run home, but you've got to save a trade to be able to get him post-origin and when he's back. But he's a consistent scorer, and he kicks goals. Um, 66 Holmes, but he's not going to be any good for you in the round 17. But he a great, well, not a great score, a good score, 66. 
Cleary got a 140, which was an awesome score. Toto got a, a great score, 106. Burton, who I sold, but I got in. Uh, SJ got a 76. Angus with an 82. Uh, I was hoping that he might not get picked for Origin, but he's definitely going to get in there now. Um, what else? We got Hunt. He's going to go Origin now, so people are going to probably have to sell him, I think. Uh, 107. We had Bird with a 68. Uh, which is, he's been a good little buy, um, Bird, he's got consistent scores, he looks like he's been, he's staying in the back row, um, you know, and he's not, not the worst, I mean, I'd be looking at his stats and having a look what he, he's, you know, average and what his consistency rating is, um, Hughes, oh, I mean, Hugh, it's, it's Cleary and Hughes, you got them as your halfback, uh, combo, I'm going Cleary and, and SJ, a sort of a cut price one, and maybe... SJ can get himself within 10 points or 15 points of what um, Hughes can do. But fuck, he's good and he's just such an... I wish I'd got him. There was a point where I think I went um, Burton instead of him. And I wish I'd gone Hughes. But um, Hines got an 83. Um, Looks like Pap could be back for round 18, as they say. So you could still technically hold Hines in the next round. He's going to have another enormous high BE. His BE was 170, but he scored an 83. He didn't, actually. I mean, in that 66, there was a lot of mouths to feed in that uh, wonderful Melbourne Storm demolition of the Tigers. Um, but, you know, a lot of people captained him, you know. Barnsley did from the in the Turbos Hammies, 83. Uh, the Cheese. I mean, the way that they're using the Cheese, and with Harry Grant's injuries, the Cheese is like the premier hooker. He's a 70s averaging hooker. The player that you can pick in hooker. The versatility, too, between hooker and second row. You could feasibly, if they... Unless the cheese's role is going down, which it's not so far, he's, he's a hold for the, for the foreseeable future. The cheese is an absolute bloody enormous... He's a tri-scorer. And he's a he's an absolute weapon. Um, Mitchell Moses, 107, good score. IPAP, um, 88. I think that... If you lose TPJ for four weeks, and, and, and that could be the case for me, I'm going to be so tempted to get IPAP in, or even a Maddo to IPAP, because, you know, he's getting the bulk minutes. And today, he was breaking tackles and just dynamic, you know, like, he, he looks so good. And he's, you know, scored pretty generously as well. Um, got a line break today, which I didn't know if I agree with, but, you know, he's an absolute weapon, and... If you don't have, I mean, you can have IPAP in your second row. He's scoring well enough to be in your second row. But the the dead fucking wasteland that front row is, if you can get an IPAP up in your front row and pairing with a Takiyaho or an AFB, whatever, you're fucking laughing. Um, Gutho got an 81. Uh, RCG, the big mustache, got a try in 72. I've got him. I don't know why I bought him, but... I'll take that 72 every day of the week. Nathan Brown, 76, a good score. Barnett, seems like he's had a bit of a minutes uptick in the second row. 64 is making me think that maybe Maddow's a sell before him, or do I just keep holding Barney and see if these minutes are uh, sort of fixed up? Um, you got Turbo there with that 201. I thought he was on for the record. And, you know, he could still have a t- an update. Who knows? But... Um, you know, 201, he's going to go into Origin and Turbo. What a what an absolute star. DC got an 85. He was pretty good. Fafita got a 77 in a losing team. Peachy got a 71. Um, 
you know, you lost Peachy for those two weeks in the lead up to Origin, and he did sort of have a little bit of a lull in scores. But in recent times, he's been good. I don't know if people held him. Uh, okay, scores. I'm going to whip through these. Has got a 57. TPJ got a 56. Might be on for three or four weeks and be punted out of the Broncos. Um, you had Laurie got a 54. Olam got a 50. Grant got a 52. Munster got a 62. I don't think Munster's a run home person per- uh, personally. Maddo got a 48, which is an okay score, but it's a it's a worry. You know, in your second row, you want 70s, not 48. Uh, Marju got a 50. I mean, people who picked him and, you know, they went the opposite way of who a lot of the popular cheapies were. I don't think he's going to hold his spot. And he's been really good. He's a good finisher and he's strong. Uh, Watson got a 40. It was limited minutes, and um, but, it, you know, it's okay. Gump, I don't know if you can comfortably play him. I, I, I pulled him. I originally was going to play him, but I, I changed it to Barnett once I saw Barnett named in the second row. Um, Teddy got a 54, which in that fullback spot, I don't think that Teddy is the premium option for this year. And I don't know, you know, if you've got Teddy, I think you're going to want a combo of, you know, I mean, Gutho's holding his own in the, in the fullback position, but... You've got to have turbo, and you know if you you're going to have plans to get perhaps I'm sure uh, in the fullback position. Um, Cook got a 47, and and that's it goes back to a lot of my chat about the dummy half position. I mean 47, you know it's not premier awesome scoring. Um, the shit scores we've got uh, Brayley. You know he started the year getting 70s, and now. He played a full 80, getting 32. I mean, his tackles are down even. He's the captain of the team. And there's a lot of, thing, a lot of things to worry about for Brayley, and I do worry about him. Uh, the combo of Brayley and Watson's not working for me, and I've got to get in someone. I need 70, and maybe I don't even play the second hooker. You know, I need something in there. Um, now, all the players that are relevant for 17 the good, the bad, and the ugly, um, because these are going to be players that you're thinking about, do I want them or do I not? Uh, Cody Walker, 110. It was his first ton of the year. He looked really good. He should be in your team for around 17, I think, and the run home. Uh, Graham, you know, in the names I talked about with Kando, I had Graham on there, and we did say he's on the wrong side, and there were other, you know, preferences, but 107 is a good score, and, I mean, look at his price too. Uh, Alex Johnson, he was a purchase for me last week, got the big ton and got an 80 this week, which, you know, in center wing, can't argue with 80. Um, Ronaldo Muldatalo, he got a 71. He looked fantastic. And I think he might be moving up in the pecking order for me, especially if he misses out on origin. But, you know, with the way that Queensland have dropping like flies, they might have to make some adjustments. And, you know, I, I got a real funny feeling that Malino, Mal, Ritalo, Ronaldo Mulitalo, he, he might go into origin. Um, Tohu Harris, he was back to his good old Tohu Harris uh, ways. I think he's an absolute must to finish the year in second row. Just his ability to score consistently compared to people like Maddo, and that is, is far superior. He got a 91 this week, um, and you know he, ha- he had the big BE, so next week he's... Is, is going to be a perfect price to grab um, Tohu. Um, C.A. Chan, he had a great game as well. I think he was a good buy for me last week. He top scored for the Raiders in a in a real disappointing loss, and this one hurt. 
I lost 40 bucks too because I bet two people 20 bucks that the Raiders were going to get it done. They didn't. 83 for CHN is a good score. And what's his price? I mean, I think you can still get him in. You know, he's a good fifth or sixth, you know, run home, uh, Segro. He is at 494. He's going to be 39. It's going to go up this week. He's going to be in the, you know, 540, you know. But would I pay 540 for him? I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, I'm glad I bought him when he was in the 400s. Um, Garrick, I bought Garrick. I just, I, I zagged to to the zig. And I have to thank, like, Kando, you know, because when I'm talking to Kando on the podcast last week, we were discussing the pros and cons of players, and we both sort of were like, yeah, man, like, Garrick's having a good year. So it kind of just, I had the money there, and I just thought, you know, finish the year, maybe Ramian is someone I can bring in in the Super Trade round, but... Um, you know, Garrick, I, I, I had the feeling the way he scores, this could be a hundred game for him. And even though I was shitting my fucking pants with him on minus one, like, you know, five minutes to go in the first half, he finished with a 150 and, and, um, it was a good buy. And I think he's a good run home person. He's very, very expensive and he will be probably, you might be priced out of him after this round, but I got him and I'm happy that I've got him. Um, and in the buy round, he's gonna be playing fullback. So Takiyahu got a 46. Um, a lot of people are going to be able to bring him in for super cheap. And that, but the score wasn't superb. Um, if you're someone that's going to hold Pangai, maybe you have an IPAP or you're going to go Luke Thompson or something as your main front row. But mate, if you're looking to up, upgrade a Utikamano or a Lean you, you can almost do that sideways with a few dollars left in your super trade round to a Takiyahu. And it could be your benchy. You know, you can have enough and, and Takiyaho and two main front rowers. Um, you'll get your 40s to 50s, I think. And, you know, I think that the way that Robbo times his seasons, I think that Takiyaho might increase in minutes as the year goes on. Nigarima got a 50. Uh, a lot of people talking about him. I went, you know, instead of SJ, kicking goals as well, but he got a 50, um, which is a pretty good score. Tomoko got a 54. A 44, sorry. Um, he, he's got an 80 and a 44 in his first couple of games. So he might go up in price. He's around 17 person. Um, Croker is back in training, though. He's only back on the training paddock. Um, but I just don't know if he comes in. I mean, Tomoka's a good defender. And he's, you know, he's um, 44 and an 80. So, I, you know, I don't know if I'd buy him. I don't know. But he's going to go up in money. The money's only going to matter if you're ever going to sell him. But... You know, for round 17, maybe Suwali, because he's going to be in the team, you know, for round 17 and then drop out and he won't be an AE nightmare. So, you know, uh, we covered SJ with a 59. He he got a good score there. Um, Ramian got a 51. He's got a good base. And, you know, he, he looked in the 30s, I think, before updates, but he, he went up to 51. He's, you know, I think he's, 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 he's good enough. I think he's good enough to have... You know, maybe as your fourth and fifth, and you can rotate, you know, in with AJ types as your, uh, who you play each week on matchups. And we know the Sharks have a, an easier draw. Ramian's price is good too. So 51, um, you know, like who did I play in my center wing this week that didn't get me that? Um, I played in my center wing Simmonson. I got fooled by him at fullback and... He, he bung out a 37, and maybe if he updates to 40s, you know, the difference is negligible. But Simmonson, you know, we didn't... I think it was blowing a gale out there in that game for Dragons and, and Raiders, and 
it made it hard for everyone. It was hard for, uh, taking high balls and just holding up in the air and you couldn't even get any, you know, any t- time to run back and, you know, build up any speed or anything. So I don't think it was a perfect game for fullbacks uh, in that game, but, you know, it was not a, a good play for me. I mean, I left on the pine uh, Olam, who scored a 50, uh, but, you know, 37 and maybe similar. That game hasn't been updated yet. Maybe he goes up. If he lands in the 40s, that'll be all right. I just don't know if I'm going to play him again. And obviously I'll keep him now to around 17. But, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a mung up. I thought he was going to get at least 50, 60 in the, in the fullback. Maybe if it wasn't blowing that gale, he would have reached that. But anyway, it wasn't a super score. Um, Curran got a 44. I think there's going to be a minutes share there. And I'm probably a little bit off um, Curran. But if you've got him in your team, you obviously hold him. And it's not a shit score. Um, AFB got 58. He started this week. And I'm really interested in him. He'll be under 400. And, you know, if I've got to hold... Um, TPJ, you know, you can go Takiyaho or you could go AFB. I think the prices are going to be similar. I just like, I feel like AFB can go hundreds on his day now, and I don't know if Takiyaho can do that. Uh, so I might actually zag and go uh, AFB. Tapao, 50. He looks like he looked like he didn't get huge minutes today. And Tino got a 54. I really don't know if people are holding Tino. But then again, outscoring Matto. Um... There were some bad scores in there, and these are people relating to 17 in the run home. Tubu got a 23, uh, which, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a worry. Um, I like Tupu, and I was I was really keen on getting him. But look, they were up against the Panthers, <laughs> not, not against a shit team. Um, I'm still going to keep my eye on Tupu, but 23 was a bad score. Um, Ikevalo got a 17. A lot of people looking at him. It's a worry, and he's not even on that... Um, you know, he doesn't score as many uh, consistent scores, if you know what I mean, than, than Tupu. Um, so I'm going to put a line through him. I, I was tempted for a little while about him, and I'm uh, not going to get him. Um, Manu got a 37. This is what you're going to see when you have him in the centre wing. But I mean, he, he played 5'8", didn't he? But wasn't a super score. Teddy at fullback got a 54. Tried his guts out, poor old Teddy, but it's not his year. And I would be not uh, aiming for Teddy uh, in my fullback position. Oh, but then again, he's not around 17. He's going to be an origin. Suwali got a 22. I don't know if I'm going to get Suwali. Um, Reese Walsh got a 30. A lot of people are thinking about getting him in. I mentioned Simmonson with a 37. Talakai got a 35. Everyone was, he was like the, f- you know, the fandangle, bring him in. He's a weapon when he's in second row. Now, what we found on the weekend was that Talakai had... 50 minutes, maybe 40, 50 minutes. Talakai is only a buy if he's playing 70, 80 minutes in the second row. And I just don't know if that's how they're going to use their bench. Now, with that bad score, you can have a look at him this week or in the next game, and you might be able to do it right on 17. But I won't be bringing in Talakai in the super trade round because I don't think we, we made the decision thinking that he was going to get more minutes. And I don't know if the minutes are going to be there. They've got a pretty good bench, you know, and they've got people to come on to command some minutes. So, um, and then there was uh, Thompson, Luke Thompson from the Bulldogs. He got a 37, but that might make his price come down nine. I think that's, is that the lowest score he's got? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Let's have a look. But he is normally consistent. And he got a bit of a shit one today. Did he get sent? He got sent to the Simbin, didn't he? 
So you can take you can add ten onto him. What did he get? Thirty. So he really would have finished forty-seven if he didn't get the sim bin. And for the year, he's so he's nice and consistent. Meat potatoes, but he's he's consistent. That's his lowest score of the year today. So if you add the the sim bin to it, that by ten points too. So you put him in the front row, you get sixty points. But his price is going to come down, and I think he's def- still definitely an option for me. Um, all right, I'm going to talk about some strategy now. Talking about we're obviously going to have State of Origin next Sunday, but once lockout's over, we're going to be into Super Trade Round, and I'm going to ask some questions of myself where I sort of stand on Super Trade Round. Who are my options? Who's who? Who are my who's firmed for my team? Who is in between, and I'm a bit iffy about, and who's who have I gone cold on? Um, and we'll have a chat um, about that. See what we think for, you know, the super trade, the round 17 and home. All right, the first question is, how many do I have currently for round 17? Well, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven for round 17 at the moment. Um, how many do I want for round 17? I probably want 11. You know, obviously, I, especially I've had a good round this round. I had a good buy round. I had a good round 14. And I think trades are going to be, if I can conserve trades, I'm not going to go in with sort of 12 and 13 numbers. I'm going to try to go in with a strong 11. It means I only have to bring in people that I really want to, that I can hold for the rest of the year. And I can save myself, you know, trades to be able to bring back in, you know, David Fafita and... Um, you know, get in, in paps and stuff when I need to. So um, I'm going to go probably in with 11, I would say. Um, so obviously I need to use four more trades. So in Super Trade Round, I only really need to use four of the five. I'll be able to save one trade there. Uh, and then I won't need to train, you know, unless I get injuries or if I want to, you know, do a TPJ across to I don't know, an IPAP or whatever. Um, I won't need to make any trades the following week either. Um how many trades do I use? Who are my buys? So in the super trade round, I'm looking at Tohu 100%. I'm going to get Tohu in. Um, and, you know, I'm going to go... A co- I've got a combo of sort of another front rower for... Obviously, when I nuff out a lean you and go, you know, a Uchikamano up. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of an AFB, Takiyaho. Um, maybe I'll skip... I'd go in with 10 then, but so I might, maybe I'll be looking at IPAP and Thompson to finish the year with either a Takiyaho and an AFP on the bench. But at the moment, I have Tohu circled as a definite. I have Thompson circled as as a definite and Adam Fenua-Blake as a definite. I think that that's going to be my options. And if I've got Thompson and AFB in the front row until TPJ gets back, or TPJ could be IPAP, you know, but I'm happy with that front row, I think. I think that... um. AFB is going to build, and I think Thompson's my meat and potatoes solid scorer in the front row. Now, Tupu might have had a shitty round this round with 23, but I like his base, and, you know, know, I've got him circled, but it's going to be definitely him or Ramian for me, and that's my four people. So I'm going to go Tohu, Thompson, Anafanua Blake, and... Tupu slash Ramian. I'm going to think about it. But I think, you know, Ramian bung out of 50 this week without any sort of stretch at all. 
and they have got that soft run so maybe any will be cheaper too you know so it all depends on the money we'll see how we go in in, in super trade round maybe i go across to one of these ones that's firmed and i skip both ramian and tupu but i don't know at the moment people who are firm for me was Madalino or Ma- sorry ronaldo mulatalo he got a 71 this week and i like the look of him he's a real competitor he might go to origin um graham he has firmed with me uh, i think he's going to miss origin and he turned up this week as well i mean uh, if you want to go someone different but i was just you know you can't how can he not firm if you got over 100 um people that i'm in between on was obviously uh ramian and tupu that's why they're hard for me to decide i'm not sure if i was if you were strapped for money and you couldn't afford to go a ramian type thing i think that um Suwali is still a good option because he's not going to cost you a heap of money and he's kind of awesome because he either plays in the team in the starting lineup or he's not in the team at all so you know there hasn't been scores to set the world alight but he's still an option for people and Takiyaho you know 40s you know I don't I don't see a ton coming out of him but you know 40 to 50 for in the 300s he's going to cost you know Maybe he's an in-between for me. I think if you went Ramian, Tupu, Suwali, Tekiaho, I think they're all okay buys. You know, for me, you know, a little sneaky could be Mulatalo. You know, but I'm going to go Tohu, Thompson, AFB, and I'm going to think about the center wing I bring in. Um, People that have gone cold on me, I'm not going to get Ikevalo. I'm not interested in him. I'm not interested in Reese Walsh and trying to do anything tricky in the fullback position. Um, I'm just going to take the hit, you know, because... In round 17, I'm not going to have a fullback, I don't think. Because I'm going to finish, just finish the year with one more trade. I'm, I'm going to go Gutho probably because he's holding his you know, wage beautifully just to Paps and run home with Turbo and Paps. So I'm not going to probably run with a, you know, one in round 17. Um, I'm not interested in Joey Manu. I know a lot of people were bringing him in, but you've got to take... You know, maybe weeks ago when he was getting center, when he was getting fullback and five eighth games, but is he going to stay in five eight? I don't know. But at five eight, he's probably a prospect. But I mean, you're going to finish the year, and you don't. You're going to either have to trade him out, or you're going to get his center wing scores, which he's never been super relevant. It's not really awesome. Uh, and Talakai is really, I've really gone cold on him, you know, with the minutes. I mean, look, next week, if Talakai goes out and he's obviously just, maybe this round he got less minutes because he is building up his match fitness, you know, fuck, I don't know. But until I see 70 minutes and 80 minutes and I see that weapon that is Talakai in the second row, I've gone cold on him. And, you know, next week I could have gone Tohu, Thompson, AFB and Talakai, the weapon Talakai. But I much I feel a lot safer with Ramian or Tupu at the moment than Talakai. He's got the upside where they can bust tackles and go over for a try. Talakai doesn't score as many of them. And Tupu can go some big hundreds as well. You know, so... And I like having plays from different teams. I don't know. I've only got Angus, I think, from the Roosters. But, you know, I've gone cold on on, uh, on Talakai. So, you know, those are going to be my round 17 uh, people. I mean, the people that I've already got, I've already got CHN, goodbye. SJ, I think, is going to be a goodbye, which I've got. Cody Walker, I'm going to finish a year with MRI. There's a little bit... I've got Schuster, and I'm counting him as a number, but we need him back, don't we? I mean, obviously, he's going to get another week rest here with the rep round, and I heard a whisper about an attitude problem or something. So that'd be a real twister, you know, to really put a... You know, it'd put a fork in the road for me about what do I do here, because... 
I just decided to hold him a few weeks ago and get rid of Burton and that because he was around 17 number and he's been scoring well. But I just, I need him to be back in the friggin' team, don't I? Uh, Garrick, I bought him in last week. He's one of my numbers. I think he'll be good. Alex Johnson, he's a bit of a yo-yo, but the run is good for Souths. And Simmonson, I'm counting as a number now because I might as well just hold him. He's got the fullback, I think. And uh, the people that I'm targeting are obviously those names that I mentioned for the Super Trade round. The people that are going to be gone from my team are going to be, obviously, Utikamano and Linu are going to go. I'm going to nuff one and I'm going to upgrade the other one. Is going to become an AFB. Um, Barney, I've got in, but I mean, I think it's worth looking at in the wash up of this round, the minutes and, you know, Barney, I've been, I've criticized Barney so hard on this fucking podcast, but you know, he seemed to get minutes in the last game. Maddo seems to be short on minutes and it's definitely something to think about. Uh, RCG, I've got him in my front row and he got a 72 this week. Uh, I don't want to keep him in my team. He's 50s, you know, but he's doing the same thing that bloody Takayahu does, but I've got to sell him as one of them. You know, I've got to sell him. He'll become my Luke Thompson type person. Um, and obviously, whether I hold Hines for another week, but it's going to be Olam or Hines I'll sell in the super trade round. Maybe I need Hines money. And if I can make the money without having to sell Hines, maybe I'll hold him for another week because perhaps it's coming back in round 18. But look, if you've got to sell Hines to just take advantage of 800k, then fucking do it. You know, he's scoring well. He's he's not, um, you know, he's starting to lose money now, which is one thing. And his time in the team is, it's got to be lessening. It's got to be on, it's on, you know, the days are numbered on when, how long he's going to be in there. Perhaps coming back in round 18, you know. You might hear that it gets delayed again and you might get him until round 19, I don't know. But you've got to pull the trigger on Hines eventually. He's going to go back to the bench. He's going to have minimum minutes, you think. So if in Super Trade Round he allows you to buy the better buys that you want to buy, then sell him. Just sell him. You should have good enough options in there, like Garrick, AJ, Ramian. You know, like I've got, I've got people that are picker in the center wing, you know. So I'm not going to be scared of selling Hines now. And last couple of weeks, you know, he's scoring really well, but not like off the hook, you know. Well, um, super trade rounds can be really fun. I don't know if I might do a podcast or whatever about once I've actually done it, if anything changes or if any news comes about, you know, with team lists and stuff. Um, enjoy Origin. Um, you know, only one sort of game of football to watch this week, but, you know, you will all get to play with five trade in the in the super trade round. Um, but you know, trades are a premium and, and I certainly think, um, I'll save one at least if I can, um, because we're going to need those trades in the run home. Um, all right guys, cheers. Thanks for listening. Uh, love you all. And fuck what a super round for Ada. I'm going to go some green arrows. I'm up to 1650 or some shit like that. Yeah. I'm awesome. I love it. Thanks guys. Ado got a 1685. That's my highest score ever. Would you believe it? And I'd love if I could get an extra 15 points and jag a huge 1700. I'm amazed and I love it. Go Tommy Turbo. You fucking legend, Tommy Turbo.